Welcome to Build Better, a podcast from Nadler Modular. The way we use buildings and space has changed forever. Where we work, learn, live and play is evolving. But the one thing everyone will still need is space. The construction industry will need to adapt to meet those changes and challenges, ensuring that we do build better. The Build Better podcast will explore some of the developments in different sectors and the requirements they have for buildings and how they manage their need for space. Each episode, you'll hear conversations with people at the forefront of construction, manufacturing, education, business, and others sharing their insights, commenting on trends, and giving expert analysis on the way we build. And now for your host, Director of Business Strategy at Nadler Modular, Wes Blessard. Enjoy the podcast. So welcome to the Build Better podcast. We got a special treat for everyone today. We've got my teammates all the way out in the Midwest, John Rios, and we have Emily Kaufman from the Northeast there in uh, Pennsylvania. So welcome both of you. And, uh, you know, John, go ahead and kick it off real quick and tell me a little bit about yourself. Wow. Well, uh, I am John Rios. I've been with uh, Nadler for just over six months now and uh, came from Mod Space, where I spent 10 years there and Satellite almost four. So uh, happy to be here. Absolutely, John. Thank you. And Emily, go ahead. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, I joined Nadler just recently in December, uh, but prior to that, I've got seven years in the industry. Started my career at Mod Space actually uh, with John, uh, and then stuck through the 2018 William Scottsman acquisition. I've been working in the greater Philadelphia area with Will Scott um, until the the recent transition. Absolutely, we're. we're... Very glad to have you on board, uh, being the newest member to the, the sales revenue producing team and and John. So, you know, I'm not going to let you off the hook that easy, Emily. You're going to be up next and you're going to tell us, you know, how did you get into industry? Why did you choose, you know, modular? Uh, I've spent most of my career in modular. Uh, about two years outside of college, I worked outside sales in another industry and I was looking to relocate. So a friend of mine worked at Mod Space and just raved about it. Um, she was right too, but I thought trailers sounds so boring, but okay, I'll give it a try. Uh, and I fell in love with it. I, I never wanted to work in another industry again. And I think that's common in modular. Actually, a lot of us are lifers. We like it here. <laughs> you know, that's, it's interesting you say that because it's, it is just a trailer, but it's the people that make it exciting like you and John. So, you know, thanks for that, John, you know, it's your turn. I have a, a cool story. Um, I had spent seven years at a building products distributor representing DuPont, which is one of the biggest brands out there. And uh, I had Denver Wilson give me a call and, you know, showed me and introduced me to Mod Space. And uh, I thought, oh, this is, this seems cool. I'd like to get involved in this. And and sure enough, I was hired, uh, told my boss at the time, the VP of sales, that I was moving on to Mod Space. And he looked at me and he said, trailers really and <laughs> you know 14 years later i i can confidently say yeah trailers really trailers really we all say that i'm sure at one point we'll continue saying that 20 years from now 
So, you know, there's an interesting concept and we, we all know there was some breaking news yesterday in our industry, but before we get to that, we'll save that towards the end. So John, where do you see the industry going? Well, uh, the trend has been towards a lot of consolidation, right? We've got all these giant companies buying medium-sized companies and companies that are, and were really, really good. Um, I kind of see the same continuing on. Uh, however, I think it gives us companies like Nadler an opportunity, companies that are growing and, and really wanting to service this industry and give that personal touch uh, to them an opportunity to grow even faster. Uh, essentially, I think people want to deal with people that they like. And when you're dealing with large corporations, they definitely have a lot of great attributes, but ultimately I think they want to deal with people that know that they're going to be out for their best interest. So, you know, that's an outstanding answer, John. And, and you know, it's me, you and Emily and, and Jeff and the rest of the team have discussed it. You know, goes back to what Emily said earlier about it's just trailers. Well, it is. And then my response is about the people. The people, you, I, Emily, Jeff, Steve, and so many of our, of our other teammates are what makes the difference in the service and the quality and, and what can be expected from our industry. So, you know, we've all got interesting backgrounds, you know, so I'm going to go to Emily on this one. As far as, you know, what are some of the best takeaways of the companies that you've worked for in the past that, that bring you where you're at today and where you think is going to help you excel going forward? Well, I, I don't have enough uh, good things to say about my time and experience with both uh, Mod Space and Will Scott, and I've taken so many positives from them forward into my career. Uh, but obviously, you know, so much of it with such an evolving industry that's continuing to grow and change, it's, it's knowledge, it's trends, and it's also knowing what our customers want and are looking for. And that's someone who's able to identify their drivers, what's really driving the need, exactly what they need, um, and being able to deliver on that and go above and beyond. Right. It, you know, it's interesting you you mentioned Will Scott and, you know, they are the, the largest North American provider. There's, there's a lot of data out there that'll tell you the exact same thing. You um, were there. I was there. John was there. I, th I think just about everybody in the modular industry was probably at Will Scott one time or another. So, you know, we have to thank them for, for the education that we've received. And, you know, that, that allows us to build what exactly we want to build here at Nadler, which is, which is the client employee centric culture. A lot of people talk about it, but can they put that together? And I think with, with the two of you sitting here on the podcast today, it shows us we're doing just that. So, John, what do you feel like your past experiences, because, you know, it's it's a very vast uh, amount of experience you have in the modular industry. How do you feel like that has kind of set you up here at Nadler? That's a great question. Uh, what I've learned over the years is that companies or the guy ordering the trailer it's one of the smallest things that they're ordering. So, you know, for them to give you their trust that uh, you're going to give them a quality unit 
is huge because they don't want to be wrong. They don't they don't want to be that guy that ordered the trailer that had the leaky roof that had the doors that didn't shut. And and so ultimately, I feel like us approaching it from us being an extension of their business, uh, you know, our goal is to provide them a cost effective solution. Our goal is to be flexible and provide them a quality product. And if we can represent that for Nadler, I, everything that I've learned tells me we're going to do really, really well. I believe we can all concur with that. So I want to clear something up. You know, John keeps telling me I got a great question. You know, he's the one that wrote the questions for me today. So, <laughs> you know, we, we didn't trust me to come up with the questions. We had to leave that to John. So, you know, and then he keeps saying good questions. So, you know, I know it is because he came up with them. So, you know, do you think there's a difference? And, and I'm, I'm going to leave this with John for just a second and give Emily a, a chance to, to bring this in. So what is the difference between a leasing customer that is looking for something that they don't necessarily own versus a custom sale or, you know, someone that is going to own the building? What do you see the differences in those two types of customers? Uh, the leasing customer wants to get it off their desk fast. They want to make the decision quickly. So I, I kind of think speed is the answer for a customer for us to provide them the quote quickly, to be able to confirm that we're going to be able to deliver and set up quickly. And, you know, third, be a quality product. You know, the custom sale in my experience has been people want choices. They want to understand what they can do with modular. They are looking for different concepts to have drawn for them so that they can fully make a decision that's going to be in the best interest of their company. Um, so it, it's the the custom sales a little bit longer of a cycle, if you will, but giving them choices and giving them the right materials and design, I think, you know, they love that. Um, but with regards to the leasing customer, they want someone they can depend on and they want speed. All excellent points. I mean, Emily, do you, you want to try to best John here? Because I know you've got some great insight to this. I will defend John. He wrote the questions in advance because I have been so incredibly nervous about doing this podcast. And even though he wrote them in advance, I'm still struggling over here. Um, kind of building off the dependability that John mentioned. I'm going to talk to the construction segment because those are our uh, primary leasers, but we have plenty of other renters and other market segments. That speed coupled with dependability and consistency is so important because they're working a project here, over there. They have another one coming up. They're wrapping up this one. Always answering the phone, always being reliable, always providing a uniform experience that they can depend on. Because like you said, this is not the biggest part of their job. They just want to take care of. They just want to know that they're going to have a nice, safe, comfortable place to work while they're building whatever it is that they're working through. So with that custom sale, again, they want that long-term, let's sit down, let's talk about it, let's design it, let's make it everything that you're envisioning it so that you're getting the value um, for every dollar that you spend. Uh, construction company... <laughs> Don't sit down and go over every little thing. You know what we like. Just make it happen. <laughs> so, and I, I appreciate you summing that up. You did it beautifully, you know, touched on, you know, John's things and put your touch on it. So, you know, I'm going to bring something up here and I'm going to kind of come off the cuff. This is not on the sheet. 
So, oh. you know, it's not something you could study. So you touched on something, Emily, of, of construction. And I want to touch on something that is very important to me, and it's very important to a lot of companies, and definitely us here at Nadler, women in construction. Okay. Because I know, I know we've talked about it when we were at Will Scott, and we've talked about it, you know, with other companies. You know, what does that mean? What are our roles? You know, you can look at it as a challenge or you can look at it as an opportunity. So how do you see your role in construction as an opportunity or a challenge? Yeah, so I think there's a stereotype around the construction industry that it's male dominated and maybe by headcount, you know, I wouldn't say it's 50-50 male, female by any means, but there are a lot of women in construction and we have networks with each other for for how tight a network the construction industry is, there is an inner network of women who communicate regularly, who mentor one another. Um, I saw Emily Bittenbender speak at a GBCA event last year, and so much of what she said resonated with me. You know, she's gone about as high as you can go as a, as a woman in the construction industry, owning her own general contracting firm, um, and it's just networking, 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 never being afraid to ask questions, never feeling stupid. That's something that women do across the board. Uh, don't feel like your questions are dumb or that you should already know the answer to something. That's how you learn and you grow. So um, if there are any women in construction listening to this, uh, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Let's, let's talk. Um, this is a great industry for women to be a part of. Right. It you know, all fantastic points. And so when when I was given the opportunity um, with Jordan and John from Rice's Partners and given your resume, you know, it quickly came to my attention, John's attention and, and Jeff's attention of the rising star that you are in construction. And immediately we knew that we, we had to reach out to you. We wanted you on the team, you know, because you're a, a great advocate for women in construction. And I know you're going to continue to reach your hand out to help others, to bring them along, not only in the education, but in empowering them, even the women within our organization that are other in other, other roles, is empowering them and helping give them a voice in an industry where people think that it's hard to be in if you're a female. And I, I'm with you. I, I don't see it from my end, but you know, I'm not a female. So I, I really appreciate that. So we're going to dive into that information that we've been holding since the beginning of the podcast. You know, yesterday it broke that after hours that Mobile Modular McGrath Corporation out of California acquired Vesta. So we know Vesta is, is a quality company. When we perceive them, they're perceived as a quality company. So John, how do you see that affecting you and your market? Because Vesta was out of Lansing, Michigan, out in the Midwest. So how do you see that helping, hurting, or giving you that opportunity that, that you would like to see out there? Yeah, so I was able to speak to a couple of people that work there. And, and I heard, and what they've been told is that status quo, uh, they're going to keep all the same salespeople and probably grow even more. Uh, they are a quality company. Their marketing was on point. Uh, I think they'll continue to do well. Um, however, I, I do think it gives us that opportunity that I spoke about to, to continue to grow because people want choices. 
you know, they don't want two companies making the decisions on who they go to for either custom sales or rental fleet. And uh, we are more than happy to be that choice as well. So uh, I think it's going to be tremendous. There'll be more opportunities because of it, I think, for us and for the industry. So I agree. And you talk about choices. So when we spoke earlier before the podcast, I had two choices. I could eat bread or I could put peanut butter and jelly on my bread because that's the only choices I had left in my cabinet today. So when you live out in the country like I do, that's your choices. So, Emily, what do you think, you know, do you see anything changing for you with, with Vesta and Mobile Modular in your marketplace? I don't really anticipate any dramatic changes um, with this acquisition. You know, I, I think, again, Vesta seems to, well, Mobile Modular seems to have every intention to retain their very skilled sales team. I have a lot of friends over there. The modular industry is large, but we're small. We have a pretty tight network. We all know each other. Um so no, I mean, I, they're they're very quality competitors, great companies. So I, I'm expecting us to continue to compete and work together as we've always been. You're right. They're they're definitely a top tier company, and it was it was kind of shocking to me. You know, we knew about Will Scott acquiring. You know, every time they they get an opportunity, they acquire a company. But I really didn't see Mobile Modular emerging in that direction because they don't do a whole lot of permanent you know, construction in the modular industry. Vesta not only does a lot of perm on the construction side or the commercial construction side, but they do a lot in residential, especially out on, on the West Coast. Now, maybe that is a direction that, uh, you know, mobile modular goes into. I don't have a crystal ball. So, you know, we're going to transition a little bit and we're going to talk about the favorite part of your job. You know, and, and we're going to talk about the product, you know. So, John, what is your, like, between, like, leasing or sales or, like, custom, what is your favorite vertical you like to work in the most? You know, when I interviewed at ModSpace for the first time, Mark Worry told me, hey, what you're going to experience is every day is going to be different. And true to this day, that is absolutely it. And, and that's what I enjoy the most, that every day is different. I am always learning something new. There's something that happens that, oh my God, I've never thought that would happen. And, and that is every single day. So the variety is what I like the most, the different types of customers that we deal with, you know, from the commercial to the construction, to the educational customer, they're all different. They all have different needs. And it's challenging to make sure to give them the same attention for what they're looking for. Right. Is, is there a particular vertical that, that you like more than another, you know, like education or, you know, construction? Is there something you prefer over the other? You know, actually, no, it's uh, it, it's all about finding space, you know, so it's that space vertical, if you will, you know, that I'm helping someone who needs space find space through our type of product. Right. I understand. So Emily, what, what, what is your favorite vertical or do, are you like John? You just like them all. You just like being the space provider. I have to echo John. If I were to lean, maybe construction, uh, I just, 
every project is different. Every customer is different. Uh, I love getting to drive through the city of Philadelphia and seeing these buildings and knowing that I walked those sites. I was a part of it, a very small part, but you know, it's, we get to create, even in the leasing market, despite using stock fleet, we get to create custom solutions tailored to what each and every customer is asking us to do. And no two jobs I've done are the same. Um, and it makes every day different, just like you said. Well, that's uh, there's two pretty good ways to, to sum up your job. You know, and for, for me, not that anybody asked, but but for me, you know, as I've put out there many a times, it's the private school business. You know, it's it's personal for me. My son goes to private school. Um, I see how their challenges to, to grow uh, private schools. Um, so trying to figure out how to get them extra space for their growing enrollment um, is very exciting for me. So it's a personal thing. And, and, and like Emily, you were talking about construction is kind of a personal thing for you. You like walking through the cities and seeing your buildings and buildings that you've placed out there, you know, um, and then John, he likes to put buildings everywhere. You know, he, he's going to put a sticker all through the city. He wants to, whether it's education or commercial, you know, it's going to have the Nadler John Rio sticker. So um, we're going to kind of start heading towards the finish line here. So, John, what is the the largest? So if you think three to five years from now, what do you want to look back on and say, you know what, I made an impact in, in doing this. And if you had to pick that impact, what would you like to look back knowing that you got accomplished in the, in the next three to five years? Wow, that is a uh, that that is a big question. Uh, you can handle it. You can handle it. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, off the cuff, I, I'd want to look back and say that I was able to help and impact a lot of different companies uh, and uh, want to be known as the guy that is filled with integrity, does what he says he's going to do, and um, was fun to talk to. So, you know, you're the Aaron Judge of the modular industry. I just throwed you a pitch. <laughs> And you put it over the fence, you know. I mean, how about that, Emily? Do you do you want to take a swing, or do you do you want do you want to pass? I don't do know if to... I want to follow that, you know. Okay. But the you know being fun to talk to, I I don't know. You're still working on that, John. Well, you're pretty fun to talk to, me. Me and John, we enjoy our conversations, you know, and you sharing with your family and you know all your past experiences. So you know, I, I think what the three of us have in common is. We love helping other people. I think we believe putting others ahead of ourselves is something that is extremely important. And, and I don't think you just find that in everyone. I, I think it's a certain person that has that, you know, the word could be considered empathy. Uh, so when I talk to people and they say, hey, what do you look for in great employees? And you know, what do you look for in a team? And integrity is number one. And obviously all three of us have that. And empathy is number two, because you've got to hold yourself accountable. And empathy allows you to bring others into the fold and put their success ahead of your success. And I believe that's what we try to do here at NAB. I think we take 
our experience and all the things around us, all of our tools, our friends, our networking, and we try to take all that, put it together and reach out to our clients and give them all of what we have to offer. And we do that not looking for just a paycheck. That happens by us doing what we do. So we focus on process and, and taking care of others, and we just get paid well to do it on, on the back end. So with that being said, now I'm going to give you a chance for a zinger here. Okay, you've, you've been thinking it's not a question. So we're getting ready to wind it down. It can be clipped out if you don't want to say it. But Emily, is there anything you want to say before we get off the podcast today? Listen, I, I know we're not here to pitch Nadler, uh, right? But it's like we said earlier, the modular industry is a close network. It's a small group. And, and many of us have worked at the same companies. We've worked in different segments uh, with different modular products. And this opportunity that, you know, John and I recently joined uh, up with you here is, is that we can really take all the best of everything that we've all gathered and how much, how many years of accumulated experience between the three of us um, and build something from the ground <laughs> up here. Um, we're, we can build it from the ground up and, and really create something special. So I, I'm really looking forward to what 2023 is going to bring for us. Extremely well said. Now that was the Mrs. Judge of <laughs> Of she took her pitch and put it over the fence. Now, John, you can pass. You can walk. Go on to first base. We'll give you that. Or do you want to take another swing? Well, what's the question again? There's no question. What do you want people to know? You know, I, I you know, I want people to know that there are some amazing people in this industry that I learned a lot from. You know, from Mark Ory to Rich Knight to Tom McMurdo, Michelle McMurdo, Suzanne Robinson. And all the salespeople that I worked with, you know, they all had a hand on teaching me this industry and how to do it right. And, uh, you know, I, I try to do the same as well, just kind of pass it on. There's a, there are a lot of good people in this industry and uh, I, I'm forever thankful for them because they gave me this opportunity to do something I completely love to do. So, I'm, I'm, I got to ask you this last question. We're going, we're going to move on for the day. Are you getting a dollar for every name you drop here? Because you thanked off a lot of people me. today. <laughs> I mean, I'm, know, just, I'm just thinking, are you being incentivized for this? No, you know, like, you know, like Emily said, this is a small industry and, you know, you really do learn a lot from each other. And uh, it, it's a dollar 50 that I'm getting. And uh, <laughs> kind of like, I'll do it. You know, uh, affiliate marketing, but uh, you know, they're just some amazing people. And if I haven't mentioned anybody, it's not because they're, I, it just, there's just so many. John, we definitely appreciate it. And Emily, you know, we always enjoy getting together and, and you know, we, we discuss, we're going to try to do more of these you know, podcasts together as we bring on guests and, you know, kind of walk our way through it. So I definitely appreciate both of y'all taking your time out. This is a very busy part of the season for us as we've got education and construction ramping up and we've got a lot of proposals, a lot of clients that, that are need, need to see us in front of them. So appreciate your time today and you know we'll, we'll have you on real soon. So thank y'all and y'all have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Build Better, a podcast from Nadler Modular. Remember to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for future episodes.